0: Talking with Topher, episode 22, and it is good to be back. I just want to let everybody know to subscribe and set the alarm so you know when the new episodes upload, and if you enjoy the videos, hit those like buttons. And as always, I appreciate everybody who subscribes. I'm going to add this in right after... Right after the introduction, I need to go over what the hell is going on with my computer today. Um, super frustrating. Do not know what is happening. Camera keeps shutting itself off. It is the craziest thing. It shut itself off three times. One of them did not know it happened, recorded the entire podcast, must have talked for 32 minutes, got nothing. Luckily, the last two times it did it, I caught it. So again, as always, like I say, shit happens, we gotta deal with it, and it's all it all depends on how you deal with it. Did I get upset? Did I scream a little bit? Uh, yes. But did I shut my computer down, restart it, figure it out, then have it happen two more times? Yeah. Yeah, that happened too. But you know what? I put it all together, I did it, and now I'm complaining about it. So just to let you know. I don't think anything's very easy, but we're having fun. We're just having fun. And I hope you're having fun too. So, as always, guys and girls and everybody out there who's subscribing and listening, thank you. And remember, Topher at gmail.com for any advice. And as always, I thank you for watching and listening. Um, so it's another Wednesday. and I'm not sure if you can hear it, but it's a little echoey in here. Uh, I've cleared out the room and as soon as I'm done recording, I'm gonna start digging into this thing. We're gonna rip down the wallpaper. We're gonna cut up some sheetrock and we're gonna start mudding and then get it ready for paint. I'm so excited, I'll have this thing done. I'll have a video of it. Actually, as of right now, I'll show you where I'm at. Yeah, so as you can see, it's coming together. It's taking some time. But with my surgery coming up, uh, shit, next Friday, next Friday, I'm going to get my deviated septum fixed. Um, So I have to go in for my COVID test on Tuesday and from Tuesday after my COVID test till Friday morning I'm not allowed to leave my house so I've pretty much got everything I need to be stuck in my house finish this project and do a few other things around the house so it's going to be a cram-packed week that week but um, kind of I'm, I'm really really looking forward to it um, so just wanted to show you guys some of the stuff that's going on I'm gonna try to put together a video of me kind of doing some work in here, and uh, obviously uh, the final product will uh, I will show on the uh, podcast. So all those things to come. I'm gonna do. Uh, I'm probably gonna have to do a, a pre-recorded uh, podcast just because I do not know how I'm gonna feel after surgery, um, and since I have it on a Friday to record that following Wednesday, I'm not sure, I'm just not sure, so I'm going to pre-record, I'm going to have a few things added in, I'm just going to have some fun with it, and uh, I just hope everybody enjoys. So, this week, um, I've been, yeah, I've just been getting ready for all of this, it's been non-stop, uh, just, you know, working on it, emptying everything, getting it together, um, but we're gonna we're gonna get that all fixed. This, the the ceiling has got cracks and stuff in it, and I gotta fix all that. And we're gonna get I'm gonna get that all painted, and uh, that's all stuff I'm gonna be doing while I'm stuck at home on quarantine. I've literally been trying to get everything put together, uh, for this surgery. I've you know gotten the car fixed. We got some electrical work done on the house. Uh, that was great. Um, you know, uh, uh, we got to take care of the dogs this weekend. We got to go shopping for the week. And I'm trying to get everything prepared for, for uh, well, have everything done by Monday night. And that way, Tuesday morning, I'll go in for my COVID test. I'll have that thing shoved up my nose. And then I get to drive home and sit there for four days before surgery so i gotta have all my supplies everything i need because i will not be allowed to leave this house so we will i will i don't know why i keep saying we will i don't know anyways i will be getting this room done and i calculated it i started this room approximately the 24th will be three months so september 24th will be three months I have been uh, working on this room. I said I'd have it done in three months. And I think I'm going to be done early. So I'm, I'm kind of excited for that too. Um, and let's see. That's stuff that I've been planning on and getting ready for and how I'm going to kind of keep my schedule. Um so that I don't lose track of things, and because that's this stuff is too important to me. Um, it's all part of my structure. I'm, I'm out there running, right, and um, running around the neighborhood. And school is back in session. I'm um, not sure, you know, but around here I saw kids getting dropped off at school, and um, I I found it to be kind of humorous. And I understand that we've all been kind of locked up in our houses. Anybody who has kids right now, all you've been doing is teaching your kids and staying home with them. You're not working because of it. There's all kinds of stuff going on right now. So I do understand that. But on the other hand, I found it to be very humorous when I was running by the school and You see all the moms dropping off the kids. And these moms, some of them looked like they were ready for the club. They were dressed up real nice. I'm not saying they look bad or slutty or anything like that. But they were dressed up like they were going somewhere. And I, I, I'm pretty sure this is just because of the fact that they've been like locked up in the house and they're like, oh, I get to go out and I'm getting rid of the kid for the day. So now I'm going to dress up and I'm going to enjoy my day out. So and I don't blame anybody for that. I just thought it was really uh, kind of humorous. I chuckled to myself because I was like, holy crap, they are really dressed to go somewhere today. And uh, <laughs> it was just. It was just funny to me, and I was running, and it was it was it was nice because I got a laugh out of it, and it took me out of my head, and I just finished up my run that morning. Um, speaking of that, my running, I've been doing now for 19 weeks, and just like my jujitsu and all of the other things that I get involved in, it. It's hard getting started, and I think that's, uh, that's just the way it is for almost anything new that we try or I try. Um, it, it's like intimidating at first. You're not sure how you're going to be capable of doing it, and then you try it a few times and it feels good, so you're like, oh, I'm going to keep doing this, and then after so many weeks, it turns into something that is just what you do. And now I'm at the point with my podcast, my running, um, I've been doing jujitsu uh, for almost five years uh, now and um, it is hard to stop and, and it's kind of funny because t- to me, it, the reason I find it funny is because it, w- it was so hard to get started, Right? It was really, really tough to get started. But then when I got started, I got momentum. And then I got uh, excited about it. And I got drive for it. And it just became this passion. Um, you know, I go to jiu-jitsu religiously unless I'm hurt or anything else. Or something comes up at work. Uh, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. I go three times a week no matter what. Um, and... That was that was difficult for me. When I first got started in jiu-jitsu, the, uh, I would make excuses of why I couldn't make those days and why I couldn't make those times. Today, I schedule everything around that. Though That comes first, and everything else can come second. And now, with my running, I go every morning, 7 o'clock in the morning, been doing it for 19 weeks, and I started doing this um april 10th i do the podcast every wednesday been doing that for 22 weeks now because this is episode 22 and these have become habits in my everyday life that i don't want to stop so like i don't know there's certain things that i've done you know work and stuff like that and i've been like man I just, I got to get out of this. This isn't for me. And it's like you find these things that are for you and then they become part of your every day. And now I'm going to be going into surgery and it's only a week or two, you know, but the downtime is hard for me to accept now because I've been doing this so much and, um, you know, pre-recording and all that other stuff is great. But the one thing I love is the schedule. I love the schedule. I love going. So uh, I've already like made a plan in my head where um, you know, I'm going to miss one week of jiu-jitsu 100%. But the second week, even if I can't roll, I think I'm just going to go into class and, and sit and watch. And one, because y- you never want to uh, stop learning, first of all. Second of all, you want to keep your times. So if you take a week off, a couple weeks off, like you get hurt or something happens or say, say you – like my case, uh, school's closed for the week after today um, and then I'm having surgery and I'm not really supposed to go uh, back to class and do things until two weeks after my surgery. I believe is what they told me earlier, and now uh, I'm I'm like, all right, well they're going to be open, you know, uh, before my before my surgery they'll be open again, and then I'm going to miss a week, so that's a week and a half missed, and I'm like, all right, I don't want to go two weeks or two and a half weeks without going just because the doctor said so. So what I'm thinking is, is I will just go to class, and you don't get credit for going if you just sit on the chairs and watch. But it keeps my time, my schedule, it keeps that, and it allows me to not fall off track too far. And I've just been thinking about all these things because I I, I really know that the structure is important in, in my life. Having these things... In my life is important because now this is what uh, drives me. In a sense, you know, I, it keeps me from. It keeps me from drinking. All of this stuff keeps me from drinking um, because of the structure and what I have to do. I can't get on this podcast and be drinking. I can't go to jujitsu and be drinking. I can't do those things. Those are things that I couldn't physically do when I was drinking and I started jujitsu, I would have a real hard time. I mean, when I started jujitsu, I was smoking cigarettes. Yeah, I was smoking cigarettes and I was drinking when I started jujitsu because I'm finishing up my fifth year there and I'll be signing on for my sixth year um, in January. So, and you just, these things become habits and then uh, like jujitsu really helped me get off the cigarettes minus, in, not minus, including, um, my friends who were vaping at the time. And I was like, this is ridiculous. What are you people doing? And it wasn't until, um, I got past that, uh, vapor tickle that allowed me to finally, uh, try vaping and move over to it. And, uh, you know, jujitsu had a lot to do with that as well, because when I quit smoking, I could breathe better. So it was like every, every time something changed in my life, it was because something else in my life was starting to take over mostly, um, mostly jujitsu because it's been the most consistent, uh, part of my life, uh, since I quit drinking. Um, you know, the, the running is new, the podcast is new, all this other stuff is new and I'm just finding it really fun and it's a part of my life now that I do not want to give up and I won't, I will not give it up. It's just a couple weeks off and it'll be good to let the body heal. So I'm going to, I'm going to use it as a full experience to, you know, recuperate, uh, rebuild. And then when, um, a hundred percent again, I'm gonna be ready to go back into my everyday routine, but it's just interesting how it was hard to get started, but once you get the momentum going, it's almost hard to stop that momentum as well so i I, I was thinking about that a lot and I just found it to be very interesting um, you know I think I figured out my running during the winter problem i'm gonna I'm gonna get a treadmill. But it's not going to be uh, one that you plug in. It'll be one that I have to, they call it a manual one. So you have to push it how fast it's going to go. And then you have to maintain that speed. If you want to maintain that speed, you won't have a machine helping you. And I think if I maybe double my distance um, every time I have to do it inside. And that's 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 on crazy days. That's on crazy blizzards or, you know, I wake up and I got three feet of snow to shovel out of my way, um, then I'm going to run on the treadmill and then I'm going to go shovel. Um, you know, if it's a blizzard outside, then I'm going to run inside. I'm not going to go run in blizzard. But I mean, if it's not, if there's snow on the ground and it's cold outside, but it's sunny, I'm going to go running outside. You know what I mean? So I'll make the judgment call depending on the weather. But winters around here are pretty brutal. We had a really good summer. So we got a 50-50 shot of having a shitty winter. And that's just the way New England is. So uh, I'm getting myself prepared for that. Making sure I'm going to have everything I need. So that I don't have to worry about uh, missing any running time during the winter. Because that's definitely something I need to keep very consistent in my life. It's been helping... A lot, um, it helps. It helps with me waking up in the morning. It helps with my every every day. Uh, I, I love that run. I absolutely love it. Um, and this is why I keep saying, if you've got something that you really really want to do, you've been you're thinking about it. Just go do it. Go do it because I'm telling you, if you get into it and you don't like it and then you don't like it. But if you get into it and it does to you what it does to me, which is keep me motivated and keep me going and just keeps me driving forward, and if that's whatever you wanted to do is doing for you, then that's that's great because that's why I'm doing these things. I'm doing these things because it keeps propelling me forward. It keeps propelling me forward. It keeps me healthy, and right now... Being healthy is very important to me because I'm not taking any supplements. And right now, not taking supplements really worries me. Not taking vitamin D, not taking zinc, not taking uh, uh, vitamin C. Did I already say that? Vitamin D, vitamin C, and zinc. Sorry. And not taking those things actually has me worried. Now I'm a little bit more... Cautious of people like uh, shop, I would tell you, you know, you got, you got to put your mask up, but maybe they wouldn't put it over their nose, you know, and I wasn't too worried about it because I was protecting myself. Um, but now I feel like my shields are down. And so now I feel like running and, uh, keeping physically fit and doing all those things is really helping me, uh, because without that and without the supplements, now I'm completely defenseless. So at least I'm still keeping active and I'm, do, I'm still doing those things and I'm still um, staying motivated uh, until, you know, after Friday. I'm, uh, if I can, when I get home after my surgery, I'm just, I'm going to take my supplements. You know what I mean? I'm looking forward to a cup of coffee with some MCT oil in it. I did not realize how much I really, really enjoy that in the morning until I had just black coffee and it just tastes like water. <laughs> I was like, oh. Because I, I love it, you, uh, the way I make my coffee if, um, is, I um, you know I just have ground coffee in a bag, uh, nothing special on my beans, um, but uh, I love a nice dark roast. Um, I love to put it on a slow brew, and I do brew a whole pot of coffee or a half a pot of coffee, but I love putting uh, a little teaspoon of cacao butter and. A uh, nice, good splash of some MCT oil. I uh, used to add a little bit of salt, but I, I, I hold off on that. Um, my, my salt intake was a little bit up um, recently, so it's okay. Are you looking for a new vape shop? Good. I got one for you. It's located in Seabrook, New Hampshire at 180 Lafayette Road in between Home Depot and Smoke Rings. We have everything. New Hampshire Vape Gallery absolutely has everything you're looking for for your vaping needs. From your tanks, to your mods, to your batteries, to your glass, to your 510 cartridge batteries. Yep, we got those too. We've also got all the disposables. These things are great. Many, many flavors. Hyde is my number one seller. We always have them in stock. And they're just a great device for on the go. It's like they finally figured out how to make the equivalent of a pack of cigarettes in your vaping needs also if you're looking for new pod devices for your high nicotine e-juice these things are phenomenal this is a smock alike you got the uh uh, the lost vape q ultra great great products i love the way these things work there's so many of them out on the market now you can go from a big mod to a little mod Still vape your high nicotine, low nicotine. It doesn't matter. Whatever you want to vape, you can vape it in these devices right here. So on another note, I always tell you guys about how we have everything for your vaping needs. But guess what? I've got everything for your CBD needs too. I've got CBD flower, right? This stuff is great. I love Love uh, smoking a joint of my CBD flower uh, after a tough jujitsu class. And if that's not enough, we've also got tinctures in many different flavors and strengths. I've got them by Savage. I've got them by uh, Greenwoods. We've got tinctures we've got your CBD flower we've got your CBD pre-rolls and uh, disposables I got a, I got CBD disposables and there's just a lot to choose from so if you're Coming to New Hampshire Vape Gallery and you're thinking, I oh, well, I don't vape, but I've been looking for some CBD. Well, come on in. We're going to help you out because we've got that too. So again, this is New Hampshire Vape Gallery located in Seabrook, New Hampshire at 180 Lafayette Road in between Home Depot and Smoke Rings. We're open seven days a week from 1030 to 8 p.m. You can give us a call 603-814-4171. And I really look forward to seeing you there. During these crazy COVID times, flu season right around the corner, you need to have a good hand sanitizer. And I found one that works great for me. It's naturalbossnh.com. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H.com. Go there and get your hand sanitizer today. Remember, flu is spread through the hands, so you want to keep your hands clean so you don't spread the flu. And COVID goes through the mass, which is why we're all wearing them. So if you're going back to school or you're going shopping every day and you just can't seem to find a hand sanitizer that's working for you, go to naturalbossnh.com today. That's N-A-T-U-R-A-L-B-O-S-S-N-H. Dot com go there get your hand sanitizer and I'm telling you this is just a great product it, you can see right here comes in a nice bottle you can stick it right in your purse or if it, it stays right in my car almost all the time and I just bought another one so I could have it in the house so this hand sanitizer has worked great for me I think it's gonna work great for you So go to naturalbossnh.com today and get your hand sanitizer and keep the flu and COVID away. Yeah, so it's all part of my structure. I need it in my life. I have to have it. So I'm making it so that all of the things that I do on a weekly uh, basis, it'll all be kind of the same so that I don't lose my routine because this is what helps me uh stay off alcohol all these things that I do all the stuff that I'm putting out there this content uh really helps drive it home for me because if because I don't want to put out anything false out there and I know that I'm still human and I could still fall off the wagon. But these are the things that keep me on it. And uh, yeah, I just want to make sure that it doesn't get uh, messed with. And um, my running has been uh, very, it's been very good lately. Um, I am finishing that mile and a half in about 10 minutes and 11 seconds. Um, And I'm taking it to uh, the next level by getting my Nose fix so that I can breathe. So, hopefully, then I can uh, add some more distance in the future. And I think I figured out what I'm going to do this winter. I found a manual treadmill. Jimmy. Yeah, I found a manual treadmill. And I like that better than one that you plug in. I feel like the resistance is going to help me better. And it's going to make it a little bit more difficult for me to maintain my speed. I'm actually going to have to maintain my speed, so I'm really only going to use this for bad weather. Like if uh, if this sidewalk's not clear, I'm not running in the street, Uh, and if I have to shovel snow out of my driveway, I'm probably not going to go running before I do that, and I'm probably not going to go running after I do it. So, I'm gonna get me one of these things, throw it in the corner. And on really, really shitty winter days, um, which we get a, a, good, a good amount of here in New England, I'm going to use this thing, and I'll just up my mileage. Um, and, and that'll probably help me get prepared for upping my mileage out on the, on the street. That's, a, that's my thoughts behind it. I could be wrong. I could be right. I don't know. It doesn't really matter. I mean... If I don't get to run outside because there's three feet of snow it's gonna be okay you know it's not like I'm avoiding it i I have to remove the snow in order to even get out of my house. so why not run on the treadmill and get one that's not gonna make it easy and then I can just kind of do that on the really crappy days and then after i'm done with that i can get dressed and i can go shovel and then i'm all set and so i'm gonna i'm gonna use that and they're a lot cheaper than i expected uh which is nice uh found it on amazon for like 150 bucks not bad at all i think it's gonna do the job just perfect and again this is just another little thing so that when the opportunity to not go running outside comes, uh, now I just run inside you know, and make it a little bit easier on myself so I can still get all the rest of the stuff I got to get done after it snows around here. Uh, it's a fun, fun part of owning your own property and uh, owning your own house, you know, removing snow, keeping up with grass, all this stuff. It's just so much fun. I was actually talking to one of my friends the other day and I was like, I don't even understand why we do this to ourselves. We're like, yeah, it's a dream to buy a house, have my own house, have my own shit. And it's like, yeah, it's great. But man, it stinks when you got to take care of it. It stinks when you got to fix it. It's kind of like owning a car but a little bit bigger price tag. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I've just been thinking about all the ways that I am going to you know uh, occupy my time during my four day lockdown uh, making sure that I have everything in place for when I go into surgery and I'm not going to be able to do certain things for at least a couple days um, and just trying to get prepared you know I, I think I, I that's 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 what I do, a lot. I prepare a lot now. I'm, um, ever since I stopped drinking and I can think clearly, I really try to put myself in the position of just getting everything done that needs to be done, um, and I try to do it in a you know somewhat timely fashion. Some things are the, you know not everything gets done quickly there are, there's a lot of stuff that I still just get done on time um but it's it's all right you know it's all good so another thing I've been dealing with is my dogs my dogs dis- well uh one of them one of my dogs decided uh that he was going to uh break the banister on the stairs downstairs um at the bottom of the stairs there he uh, decided to break one of my banisters and i have tried you know putting it together and i was trying to find a glue for it i went with a gorilla glue and we had a rainstorm the same night that I put the glue on the banister. So he just broke through it again. And I was like, oh, this glue didn't work. This is a bunch of crap. And I went up to the other banister at the top of the stairs that was broken when we bought the house. And I was like, oh, I wonder if this one worked. And I, like, bumped it, and it didn't move. And I was like, oh, the glue did work. But my dog didn't allow it to uh, to fully cure so it didn't work, and now I still have a broken banister. I took a small video of it. I'll put it up, but uh, yeah, I, I basically put a mirror, put a mirror up. I have a giant mirror that I was gonna use for like where I work out, and now it's up against the frigging banister, sitting there. And yeah, it just you know I have to tape it down, and I finally, but it's it's made a wall. I basically made a wall so that I can glue it and he can't break through it while it's curing. So this is the contraption that I've come up with to keep my dogs from breaking. Let me turn on the light here. I don't know if you can see it, but there we go. They've completely... Broken the banister, and I still haven't glued it yet. So I'm working on that, but this is what I've done so far to keep my dogs downstairs. Oh, excuse me, this weather. I don't know, for some reason, cloudy days, rainy days make me tired. And so now I've, I've, I've got this up there. And I just gotta find a good uh, glue. I think I'm gonna have to go with a two, like a mixture epoxy. It's a two, 2 2 base or something like that. You get the two thing, you squeeze it, and then it squirts into one, and you mix it up. So I'm gonna have to get a really good epoxy made for wood, I think, um, and try that because um, I've looked at replacing the banister, and it's wood, so you really can't just replace one. You have to lift the banister in order to get it in there. And then like these wooden dowels are so old that no one makes them like this anymore. Um, And then I was like I looked into a metal one but the metal one is so thin that even if I put one there I'd have to put a second one in. And it's just like I don't really know what to do. My dad told me to just let the dogs upstairs. And I was like well I don't know about you but I love my dogs, but when you have a 55 pound dog and a 65 pound dog, the last place you want them is sleeping in your bed, and that's where they want to go. They're not going to learn to sleep on the floor at this point. One's friggin' seven, one's five. They're pretty, but they're they're pretty much done. I mean, you can teach them a little bit. Um, you can tell them to get down. I get it, but eventually they kind of find their way back up. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's annoying. And so I don't I, I don't enjoy having the dog sleep upstairs. Second of all, during all of this COVID pandemic quarantine crap, you know, shit has been happening all over the place. So, I've been a little nervous, you know, I don't want anybody to break into my house, but I know the, opp- the 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 opportunity is still there if, you know, stuff keeps going sideways, if people are on hard times, things happen. Things can happen at any time to pretty much any one of us. Um, you know, to say that this is never going to happen to me, well, it's kind of silly because, you know, it can. You know, we're all human. We all go through the same day-to-day stuff for the most part. So anything is possible. Um, And so I prefer to have the dogs downstairs. Because I feel like if they're downstairs, neither one of them barks for no reason. I don't know how or why. It could just have been all the yelling that I used to do. Um... Because I was, that's what I would do. I would yell all the time. So if the dogs were getting out of control, I would scream and yell. So I think from that, when I screamed and yelled at them and told them no, and, you know, I wasn't big on barking anyways. I would discipline them for barking. I I do not like that at all. I don't think that when you let your dogs out and, you know, there's uh, another dog on the other side of the fence that it's okay to let your dogs bark. I don't I don't think that's okay. So I would, you know, yell at them, bring them in, tell them not to. So anyways, my dogs, like, do not bark. They do not bark at all. And so I feel like if I have them downstairs, and because Barry only barks when something's going on. So I know for a fact... You know, he's not going to cry wolf. I just question whether or not Archer will even bark because he really doesn't do it at all. Um, But I just think it's safer to have him downstairs, you know. It's just another layer of protection. You know, if they get through uh, the alarm, break the door, whatever, I'm hoping. And, of course, this is always worst case scenario. And I don't want this to happen, but... Um, you know, I'm hoping they're going to protect us. You know, I'm going to hear the dogs barking. That's going to wake us up. And I just always hope that like they don't get injured protecting us. Um, but if they do, I'm going to be sad. I would be sad if my dogs were to get hurt protecting us. But I mean, they're dogs. They're supposed to protect us, right? So it's just another layer of defense and I like having them downstairs especially during these these times it's been just crazy and you know the protests and all that other stuff and I just I just don't want to take any chances so I just it's I find it to be a layer of protection is my main reason for not having the dogs upstairs anymore either way got to get that banister fixed Now that I'm just droning on about my dog's per, possibly uh, dying protecting us. I don't know where I'm going today. It's a rainy day. I don't know what's happening, you know? So, I appreciate everybody who listens, everybody who subscribes. And if you're new to the podcast, please remember, subscribe. Hit those like buttons if you're enjoying the videos. And as always, I'll talk to you later.